Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, and I am just delighted for you to join us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a great show today, Seven Energies of the Soul with David Gandelman. You know, many are searching for fulfillment. The answer is a deep connection to our spiritual selves and maintaining a healthy and balanced lifestyle. And life is is all about balance, as highlighted from Buddhist teachings. Love, but let go. Set boundaries, but let others in. Spend time alone, but also with friends. Do things for others, but also take care of yourself. And our amazing guest, David Gandelman, his goal is to make people more aware and bring themselves gently back to themselves. I just love that. And his belief is that happiness and joy in life comes from finding balance. His teachings and meditation practices show us how to develop a calm uh, presence and open ourselves to self-love, live with grounded spirituality, and to release anxiety and live on purpose. David is a spiritual teacher. He's the author of Seven Energies of the Soul, Awaken Your Inner Creator, Healer, Warrior, Love, Artist, Explorer, and Master. And David, uh, His mission is to awaken souls on their path of growing into being human and living an enlightened and purpose-driven life. He's the founder of the Meditation School app and host of the Meditation School Energy Matters and Grounded Sleep podcast. And his meditations have been streamed millions of times. He's taught at Cornell University, NBC Universal, SAP, and numerous organizations. David holds a BA in Western philosophy from Rutgers University, which combined with his studies in Eastern spiritual traditions, living in the Himalayas, as well as experiences as the director of a school for intuitive development and mysticism in Hawaii, informs a very unique teaching style that connects energetic experience, ancient wisdom traditions, and humor in order to create a safe atmosphere for people interested in learning to meditate and, and, and develop their potential. So now I welcome David to our show. Welcome, David. Hey, Jean. It's great to be here. And I feel bashful now after you're reading that long bio. <laughs> well, it's the truth. And it, it's so exciting. And what's so profound is how you've really combined your uh, teachings from all of your experiences in the Himalayas and Hawaii and your educational background. That's so unique. And we thank you for that. But David, can you tell us about yourself and how in the how did you get into this work? I thought you were going to say, Gene, for a moment, how in the world did you <laughs> follow that crooked path? <laughs> well, you know, it's the crooked path because I followed them that led to the straight path. <laughs> well, if we can That's call right. it straight, because we're always what on the winding road. And what I love is that you bring people gently back to themselves. And for me, as I look at a book that I wrote, The Long Journey Home, my memoir, the goal was to bring me back to myself. So I just love that. So without me talking, tell us about yourself and your work. Sure. <laughs> uh, the, the brief version is I started <laughs> meditating when I was 16. My brother uh, pulled me to Barnes and Nobles and basically forced me to buy a book. And I picked up Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just something in me just awakened, we could say, or shifted like a light bulb turned on. And I started meditating a lot. And that led me to getting my degree in Western philosophy and then going to live up in the Himalayas and living in ashrams and studying the Eastern traditions, studying with all the gurus I could find, uh, Zen, Buddhism, Hinduism, Vedanta, all of the, all of those wonderful, rich Eastern traditions. 
And then, and then, uh, you know, I met a, we might call her an intuitive healer reader. I think I called her a witch at the time, jokingly, lovingly. (laughs) And, uh, she did some energy work with me and that was really profound. And so I said, where did you learn how to do that? And she said, Hawaii. So I packed my bags and went from the Himalayas to Hawaii, kind of the other side of the planet, hitchhiked out of the airport and found my way to a little mysticism school there and spent seven years uh, training and then eventually teaching and then being the director of the school. And uh, seven years on an island was enough for me. It was great. (laughs) I felt like I paid my penance. Very tough life living in Hawaii, as you can imagine. Yes. Uh, Studying spirituality. Really, really hard life that I've had so far in this story. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) studied philosophy, then went to live in an ashram. At no point do you hear of me working at all in this story. Uh, but but working I did. Working on self. <laughs> working on myself. Uh, I did work. I taught English. I was a tour guide. I did whatever I could to make money to continue to follow my path. And at the time, there really was no career path for what I did. You know, it was before YouTube, before podcasting. Uh, maybe, you, I guess you could write a book. That was kind of it. There just wasn't as many paths as there are now. Like we're on, you know, internet radio here, podcasting, all of the good stuff. I have a meditation app. And and so after seven years in Hawaii, I was like, this was great, but I would like to maybe reach more people and get back out into the world. I've kind of been hiding for a very long time. I guess almost ten years, and uh, and so I went and lived on my brother's couch for a year in New York, in upstate New York, on his beautiful two hundred acre farm, and I just started developing my own courses and online work, and then eventually uh, making my way west. I live in Boulder, Colorado, and um, and and started teaching on different meditation apps, putting out courses, podcasts, and then eventually the book. And um, I've gotten to really create my own path. Mm. And I've always been that kind of independent, kind of minded and personal. My personal energy has always been very independent. Mm. And so uh, being an entrepreneur and a spiritual teacher kind of came together. And I, I really enjoy being able to create my own freedom and teach people how to create their own freedom as well. So that's the short the very short version. <laughs> well, first of all, you you live your mission. I love what you saying said about being your own person because I, you know, I, David, I trust divine timing, you know, because we are, I know, from academic careers trained to walk a certain path, and you know, here here are the. Uh, the, the, here's your path to success and happiness. And for me, I was quite disgruntled after reaching milestones in my life. And I'm like, wait a minute, it, it has to be more than this. And uh, you, you trusted divine time and you took your time. And, you know, I love that because we're kind of in this tailspin about what we need to be, do and where we need to be at certain points in time. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, I, I'm lucky that my parents were very uh, loving and just kind of open and let me do whatever I wanted. They didn't provide for me financially. I had to make my own way, but at least they were very willing to uh, just let me go and take my path. Wow, that's fantastic. So, David, was it hard for you to integrate all of these teachings and these experiences? Of, how did you come to put this in, in book form? Well, before I get to that, let me just say, looking okay. <laughs> looking back at my path, okay. you know, when you look back at pictures of yourself in high school and you're all freckly faced and, yes. and you're like, oh, my God, that's, yes. that's what I look like. Look at my hair. Uh, when I look back at the arc of my life, I definitely see some of those moments where I was, you know, guru chasing in India and uh, a very obsessive intellectual in college studying philosophy, thinking that the best thinkers had all the wisdom in the world. So the highest form of existence was to be a philosophy professor. (laughs) Mm, And and yeah, I kind of went through these phases, uh, you know, putting my power in my teachers, thinking they had all my answers. Mm. Uh, So there were definitely these phases I grew through in uh, studying these different traditions. And they were all 
really, really helpful. But at the end of the day, I think like with anything in life, you have to choose your path and integrate what you've learned and then become your own person. And when we go to be a teacher, there's that calling. You have to, you don't want to be a copy of another teacher or anything you do, you do in life. Yes. And, uh, and so I started teaching and I've worked with probably over a few thousand clients one-on-one doing counseling and, and countless students and groups. And my students would always come to me with the same problems or issues. And over time, I, I kind of, through pattern recognition and just learning how to help turn them around, I would help my students recognize maybe this isn't so much a problem, it's, it's an opportunity, but it's also a, a, a calling of your soul. Mm. So for example, if someone would come to me with a career or financial issue, I would yes. say, instead of looking at this as a problem, maybe this is your inner creator working here. Mm. You're developing your inner creator. Or if yes. they had a issue around relationships, maybe they were developing their inner lover or around their art, their inner explorer, or they wanted to become a coach or a teacher, a guide, but they were having trouble, maybe their inner master. And so when we started looking at life through that kind of lens and stopped making everything a problem, yeah. I, and when I, I do it myself, you know, I work on that every day as well. And when, and when I help my students do it, I see an energy shift happen in them and they realize it's more of a project and a path than a problem. And that really does relieve anxiety and stress to a certain extent when you, when you know you're, even if it's, if, even if something in life is hard or painful, if you know where you're moving towards, that there's a direction and a purpose, uh, it's much more manageable and enjoyable. And so I kind of created this framework for me and my students to look at life through. And the analogy I like to use is when, you know, white light passes through a prism it refracts into the seven main colors of the rainbow Mm -hmm. and just like that when our the light of our awareness passes through our human form into the world it kind of refracts into the creator and the healer the the warrior the lover the artist explorer the master and so we create in these seven directions in life and our job from my perspective is to find fulfillment and balance in all of them. And that's kind of where our happiness and joy come from. Not just focusing on one thing and being a workaholic or being obsessive about our art and forgetting to eat or pay our bills, but really the whole spectrum of life. And so that's where the book was born from. That's the long version. That is (laughs) wonderful and so profound. First of all, you know, seeing the patterns in questions and similar challenges through your work with people, right? And then seeing problems as opportunities because a lot of times we get stuck in problem mode. And as you indicated, the ultimate goal goal of fulfillment is what we're seeking. And so I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And so here, hence the book, The Seven Energies of the Soul, Awaken Your Inner Creator, Healer, Warrior, Lover, Artist, Explorer, and Master is so wonderful. And how to really, you know, really recognize this in ourselves to create balance is so profound. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. (laughs) And I know you're going to talk more about these. I can't wait for you to really go into detail with these seven energies. But let's kind of go back to meditation because you talked about how you began at 16. And we have different views about meditation. And many times people uh, feel like they don't have time. So can you give us clarity on what is this and are there different approaches to uh, help us here? Yeah, there are probably countless approaches to meditation. So all I could share is the one I I use and teach. And I would say my approach is very much integrated from all of the different practices I've experienced over my lifetime that I find most useful. So I'm not dogmatic about meditation, about how long you're supposed to sit or if you're supposed yeah. to chant, chant yeah. something or, you know, how straight your back should be. None of that really matters to me. I actually was teaching a class yesterday and I told my students, try not to hold your body hostage in stillness or even your emotional body or your mental body. You're not here to force yourself into silence because the moment you get up, 
you know, everything will come flooding back in anyway. So in the beginning of meditation, most people's experience is there's a lot of noise and the noise is not pleasant. Everybody else's ideas and expectations and voices. If we hooked most of our brains up to a monitor and we could watch each other's thoughts, we would go, you're crazy. I'm crazy. (laughs) We're all crazy. Yeah. You know, 60, 70,000 thoughts a day, most of them, probably 98% of them are repetitive in one form or another. And a lot of them are almost the way I see them, like, you know, when a bubble comes up in the water and then pops, like they're, they're reflections of feelings and sensations we have in the body. They come up into the mind and then they form into a thought. So a lot of them are just kind of feedback from the body. Some of them are noise from the outside world that we absorb in. And it's hard to find our own inner voice, our own stillness and our own answers with all of that. And I think that's what meditation is here to offer us as a tool. Mm. So the first thing is, well, what do I do with all of this noise, right? I like to tell my students in the beginning of meditation, what is your energetic space like if it was uh, an atmosphere like the earth has an atmosphere what's the weather inside of your atmosphere right now so is it cloudy is it rainy is it clear and sunny and beautiful and still so let's start by being honest Mm. so we always have to be honest in meditation recognize the energy the weather pattern and then from there we can find a sense of stillness reflection find our own answers Uh, But at first, we really do have to deal with the noise. And that's where I like to start. That is great. You know, getting clarity with so many people think you have to follow this structure or formula. (laughs) And they get caught up in their heads with, okay, uh, let's see, I got to quiet myself. How do I do that? And by that time, you're worn out. And for me, just sitting in my meditation garden, sitting by the lake, taking a meditation walk, you know, whatever brings me calm. But I love what you said about honesty, being honest with yourself. And I love what you said is about what's the weather like, because that brings it home. Yeah. And I would add to that. Let's let's add a couple of things to the okay, recipe. Okay. So I would say three, three All important right. factors here. Self-honesty. Uh, How do I actually feel in this moment? Okay. Self-acceptance. Can I accept how I feel in this moment, no matter how prickly it might be, without, you know, criticizing myself or beating myself up? And then the third is compassion. So Mm. can I accept how I feel with honesty and then have compassion for whatever I'm going through. It's much easier to have compassion for other people, isn't it, than ourselves. Uh, We could be our own harshest critics. And so I think with those three principles, stepping into those three energies when we meditate will really relieve a lot of the tension. And then our answers can be born out of some of that stuff. So the criticism, the fear, the self-negative talk, Uh, the lack of self-worth, if we really sit with those with honesty, acceptance, and compassion, there are treasures. There's healing in those energies. And when we shift our lives from the inside out, I think our lives will shift from the outside in. And a lot of meditation practices, I think, avoid this aspect. It's more about just Mm. sitting still and watching the thoughts go by, which is a very valuable practice. But if you don't deal with your shadow and your unconscious and your pain and your patterns and your deep unconscious beliefs, they're going to drive your life. And so we have to go deep into our own dungeons and (laughs) we got to turn the lights on. We got to battle the dragon. We got to transform, come to terms with who we are. And, uh, And then I think our lives really, truly start to shift. And meditation is a really great tool for going inwards and shifting that energy. So that's what I, that's how I start my focus with my students. And David, that is so profound. I love those three points. You put it all together that makes so much sense and make it so much so practical for us to really, uh, you know, learn how to meditate and, you know, facing ourselves. I want to talk a little bit more about that when we come back from commercial break, because I'm interested in as you work with people and you teach them how to, you know, move into this meditation state, uh, how, you know, some people may 
get fearful about what they're, you know, what's what what they're telling themselves, <laughs> and how do you calm yourself and bring yourself back to that state? Yes. So keep that keep that in mind <laughs> because that's so important. And you have really shared a plethora of information about giving us clarity on what meditation is about and sharing your story. So I think it's time for a brief commercial break. So don't go away. We will be right back with more on Seven Energies of the Soul with our amazing guest, David Gandelman, spiritual teacher, author, coach, founder of the Meditation School, Energy Matters, and Grounded Sleep Sleep Podcast. So don't go away. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light Show page. Best selling authors international, news honors best selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. 
and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light Living in the Spirit of Love. And joining us today is our amazing guest, David Gandelman, spiritual teacher, author, coach, founder of the Meditation School Energy Matters and Grounded Sleep Podcast on our show today, Seven Energies of the Soul. And he's the author of Seven Energy of Energies of the Soul, Awaken Your Inner Creator, Healer, Warrior, Lover, Artist, Explorer, and Master. And David, thank you so much for taking us through those steps for meditation and clarifying, you know, how to center ourselves in meditation. But there's one question I like to ask you because you've worked with so many people, uh, quieting yourself and facing yourself, the fears. How do, how, what's your, your uh, thought about that when people sit quietly and all these things start going through their heads? Any suggestions? Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking earlier uh, during the break about distractions. Yes. And I think a lot of people, they distract themselves from paying attention to the noise. They almost try to override the noise. So we all have what we might call defaults. So one person's default might be to overwork. Somebody else, it might be to become overly emotional. Someone else, it might be to do drugs. Somebody else, it might be to eat. And, or Netflix, for example, or even excessive exercise. Mm. So I think it's important to recognize what your default avoidant or overriding tactics are. We all have them, yes. that the ones we use to avoid ourselves. And, and then when we do finally make the commitment, you know, I'm going to sit down. In the beginning, it's hard to meditate in just silence alone. If you could do that, that's amazing. But a lot of us need some guidance and some help. So sitting with a group in person or on Zoom, listening to guided meditations, I think are a great way to get started. Having a coach or teacher to work with is, is really wonderful. Some form of accountability, just like anything that we try to build a pattern in, in life with in life is we, we need accountability if we have a hard time self-motivating. So that's on the physical end. We want to build a structure around ourselves that's going to lead to success. And then when we go inwards and close our eyes, humans don't like pain and we don't like discomfort and we don't like feeling uh, frustrated or annoyed. And so a lot of uh, our society is really based on short-term fulfillment and avoidance of pain. I want to yes. eat now. I'm going to yes. call my Uber now. I'm going to call my <laughs> Uber Eats now. Yes. I'm going to get whatever I want right now. And I'm going to avoid, avoid, avoid pain, right? Yes. And you can see that, that like the wealthier some people get, the more creative they get around avoiding pain. And they could try to avoid pain in every area of life. And then what happens is it hits their deepest personal relationships or yes. really close to home. So whatever we avoid, it's like a toothpaste bottle. You, you know, the toothpaste goes somewhere if you squeeze it. It has to go somewhere. And so there is no winning in avoiding. It might feel like it in the short term, but long term, the longer you avoid something, the more it gets infected, mm. you know, the more it gets insidious and, and subtle, and then it becomes harder to deal with. So I'm scaring you into meditating. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all need that because ultimately, yeah. I think as it was Eric Fromm who said, we cannot escape from ourselves no matter what. <laughs> You know, even yeah. with distractions and what you said about how it kind of floods into other areas of our lives, right? And as a teacher of mine would say, you can't suppress anything successfully forever. Wow. Amazing. And, yeah. And so when we do eventually close our eyes, it's important to go into meditation with the awareness that 
I'm okay with being uncomfortable. Mm. If there are thoughts I dislike, if there's emotion that comes up, Mm -hmm. if there's resistance, pain, fear, anger, I'm okay with that. I'm actually almost expecting it. And I would like to meet it with a sense Mm. of awareness and compassion. Mm. So if I could meet let's say these uh, negative energies, they're maybe not even negative, they may be here to teach us, and they definitely won't go away until we learn the lessons that they're here to teach us. If we could sit with them honestly and openly, you know, was when if you've ever walked into a dark room and at first you're afraid, ah, and then you, you, you can't find the light switch, and you're like, oh, there could be something creepy crawly in yes. here. And in our minds, what's that saying? My mind is a bad neighborhood. I try not to go there. Mm, I love it. If we could find the light switch mm-hmm. and shine a light, we'll realize it's not that scary. Sometimes we're just afraid of what we're going to find. But I would be more afraid of leaving things in the dark. Yes. So the word enlightenment, right, is when we, and we turn on the lights on the inside of us. You know, the light bulb goes off. We get that awareness, that aha, that moment of, oh, that realization. It's a form of inner light Mm. and awakening. So the word awakening, you'll hear that in spirituality a lot. Waking up out of a dream, waking up out of sleep. And so we go in words, maybe there's distraction, energy, negativity, fear. And we just sit with them and we can look at them and go, what are you here to teach me? And what is it that I'm so afraid of? When we face that, that's when we really start to shift our energy. And our answers are, I always tell my students, our answers are born out of our energy. So if you're looking for some deep relationship answer or financial answer or spiritual answer, that answer may not fully exist until you shift your energy. And so that's why you can't find it. So as you heal yourself and know yourself, then the answer is almost, they're born like a like a fragrance out of a beautiful flower mm. that opens up. I love that. You put a nice twist on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I believe in self-inquiry and self-introspection because that kind of helps me keep myself in check. And when I'm off balance, it's like I have to ask myself some questions. It's like examining your life. I think Stella Terrell Mann, she had a quote, an unexamined life is not worth living. That might sound <laughs> really, yes. you know, but we have to examine ourselves. We have to examine our lives. We have to go deeper within ourselves. I love what you're saying about, you know, the inner light, to turning on the inner light. But, David, I can't wait for you to go into the seven energies of the soul. Sure. <laughs> to help us really look at the excess and, you know, how to bring ourselves back in balance. So, please, take Absolutely. the so, so each energy, yes, can go into excess or we could say deficiency. Maybe it can inflate or it can deflate. So, for example, um, let's take the, the healer energy, which is what a lot of sensitive meditators identify with. The healer in us that wants to fix people, make things whole, make everyone feel safe and okay, have peace on earth. The healer in us could go into excess when we try to heal, fix everyone and everything all the time to our own detriment, where we give too much and we we don't protect our energy, um, where we let other people's pain overly affect us. May I interject something? Yes, of course. You know, I love this because uh, the healer, and I think about myself because I guess all through my life I was trying to fix people and I needed to fix myself and I was an empath picked up yes. on the energy I was an overgiver people pleaser but born out of that was a feeling of unworthiness that I had to in order to be worthy and loved I had to overgive I had to be perfect right and it left me drained so please continue exactly <laughs> and that happens very often to healers it's a really common tale for for healers so okay. I have a seven energies of the soul quiz where you could find out which energies are more dominant and the number one energy that's most dominant so far i think 12,000 people have taken it is um the healer is the healer, healer. Wow. yes people like wow. maybe it's a self-selecting audience obviously people who are interested in growth but the healer has been coming in first <laughs> it's a hot wow. time so the healer could also be in deficiency. Maybe somebody's closed. They're not open open to feeling or helping others. They've given up 
on the world. This mm-hmm. is a dark place, this place full of humans. They're mean, they're angry, they're violent. I'm not even going to bother. Mm-hmm. So we can go into deficiency in that way. We can go into excess. But really, we won't find inner peace and happiness until we find balance. And balance is different for each person. How much you give and heal and share is is unique to you. So I can't just tell you what that will look like. Yes. But in meditation, we can start to work on each of these. Mm. And then maybe we can go to, for example, the uh, excessive creator. Maybe the excessive creator is a workaholic, obsessed with their projects, always building, doing kind of that doing, I need to do mentality. Or we could have a, a deficient creator, someone who's in apathy, someone who's afraid of taking a, their first step. Maybe they want to build a business, but they're afraid of failure or of losing their money or afraid of criticism. Mm-hmm. So the creator can be in deficiency. And then again, finding balance. Or we can go to the, uh, we haven't talked about the explorer at all. So the explorer is the energy in us that wants to look over the horizon and see what's next. Look up into the stars and wonder what's out there. Look down into the cell, into a cell or into a quantum particle and wonder what it's made of and how it functions. Or look back into the past or forward into the future. It's the energy, the part of us that's in awe of this incredible, infinitely unfolding existence and wants to see it all and understand it. And then we have, and, and so that explorer could also be in excess. Maybe you're a vagabond, you've been traveling the world for a decade, and you just avoid certain areas of your life by just always getting up and moving when things get hard or you lose yourself in some kind of research or interest at, at to the detriment of your family or maybe you're a deficient explorer you've always wanted to leave your hometown and you've never gone anywhere because you're afraid you're going to get injured or sick or hurt or kidnapped or you're yes. going to you, you know get fired so you're afraid of exploring um and then we've got the master, the master in us that is a guide, a teacher, he moves towards spirituality, purpose, you know, higher realms. And that could be an excess. Maybe you become the guru. I have all the answers. God only speaks through me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one always makes me laugh. It's so yes. silly. Uh, or you could be a deficient master and you're afraid of teaching, of helping others. Maybe I have imposter syndrome. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. Who am I? I'm not Christ or Buddha. And so we have a deficient master in us. So with each energy, we can fall out of balance in one direction or the other. And uh, the, the premise of the book and hopefully of the teachings is you can find balance and fulfillment. And you don't have to be a professional in each area by any means. You're mastering your own energy and what that means for you. And then all of a sudden you become a rainbow for the Mm. whole world. Like, wow, look at all of those colors. I think we all feel comfortable around somebody who's balanced and knows themselves and can hold conversations around different topics and doesn't seem like they're narrow-minded or one-directional. Yes, yes. David, one of the energies, and we t- since this is love light, please talk about the love. Yes. And the warrior, but the love. Sure. <laughs> the inner lover. And all. Yes, please. So the, the lover energy in us, for example, in excess, maybe over-gives and under-receives. Hmm. Maybe the excessive lover in us has poor boundaries and lets everyone in all the time. You want to stay at my house? Sure. You need my money? Take it. Yes. Uh, you want to take emotionally from me and give nothing back? Here you go. Yeah, you know, It could be the excessive mother or father, the excessive lover in a partnership who's always giving and never receiving. Maybe philanthropy. I'm giving every penny I have and there's nothing left for me because I feel guilty. Or we can be deficient and we might have, our boundaries might be too hard. We might be closed. We might not be giving any or receiving any love. We might think relationships are for people who are stupid and who are going to get burned by heartbreak one day or uh, get hurt. And so, again, the 
we can go into the deficiency or into the excess, or we can find balance and have good, healthy relationships with good, healthy boundaries, give, receive, give love, receive love, know that we're love, have self-worth, and fulfill ourselves with the vibration of love. And David, I, I really feel that as we um, become, improve ourselves, and even others around us observe, does, it has that kind of ripple effect, don't you think? Yeah, because if, if yeah. I'm in excess and I'm giving and then I'm pulling you into my giving and you can't really realize who you are because I'm in the way of, you know, it's, it's like everything <laughs> is off balance. So when you, I think as we improve, everyone improves. What do you think? Well, you know, what do you think? <laughs> I would say we can only give what we are. Okay. And who we are. Beautiful. And Beautiful. we share our energy with the world, whether that energy is positive and healthy or negative and unhealthy. We can, o- we can only share what we are and who we are. And so I would say that if you're somebody th- whose fuel tank is full of love, that's what you're going to be sharing with the world eventually if you let yourself open up and it's going to be beautiful. And if you're someone who's full of creative energy, and you get to share that, or if you're full of healing energy, or if you're full of wisdom, if you're full of uh, kind of, some people are fascinatingly very grounded and practical, and they help other people be grounded and practical. You know, for those Mm -hmm. of you who are artists or up in the sky, there's people that are good at bringing you down to earth. And so we all, some people are amazing storytellers or like you, interviewers. I would say that's part of an artist and an explorer energy. Tell me about this. Tell us about that. (laughs) So whatever energy we have inside of us, we have to find a way to share those Mm -hmm. gifts. Mm -hmm. There's a lovely quote I I really enjoy from Pablo Picasso. It's the, the meaning of life is to find our gifts and the purpose of life is to give them away. Wow. So you can't just find it, but you eventually have to give it away. Mm. And David, you tie all of these into meditational practices. You have what exercises that help us really look at whether we're in excess or what to just enlighten us on that, how you tie this into meditation before we go on break. Yes. I think the first step, and we could talk about some of this after, is taking some self-inventory. Mm. So for example, if I was to ask you your lover energy from zero to a hundred, what percentage of your lover energy potential are you truly living in this life? Just on average, obviously it fluctuates day to day. If you were to close your eyes in meditation and look at that and you were honest, where would that be? And if it's lower than you would hope, then we've got some good work to do. <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay. So exercises that go along with these yes. uh, energies. Wow. So profound. And I see why people need you to help guide us through because even, let's say, for someone who's not honest or authentic with themselves, that opens a whole <laughs> can of worms there, right? To You know, how do I come back to being honest with myself when, you know, I'm clouded by the distraction of not being honest because I don't want people to see me a certain way or I want to believe something about myself that's perhaps not the truth, right? Yeah, my inner lover is 100%. Yes. I'm like, no, it's in excess and you have a yes. massive ego. <laughs> exactly how you connect it to that. Because the <laughs> ego throws us off, right? It does. <laughs> wow, well, let's see. I think uh, we're going to have a, a, a meditation from David when we come back from our uh, commercial break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more with our amazing guest, David Gandelman, spiritual teacher, author, coach, founder of the Meditation School, Energy Matters, and Grounded Sleep Podcast on our show today, Seven Energies of the Soul. And he's the author of Seven Energies of the Soul, Awaken Your Inner Creator, Healer, Warrior, Lover, Artist, Explorer, and Master. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. 
We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascent Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. Best-selling authors international news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Jean-Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Com, or click the link on the Love Light show page. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean-Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, living in the spirit of love. And if you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, David Gandelman, spiritual teacher, author, coach, founder of the Meditation School, Energy Matters, and Grounded Sleep Podcast. On our show today, Seven Energies of the Soul, of which he is the author of this wonderful book, Seven Energies of the Soul, Awaken Your Inner Creator, Healer, Warrior, Lover, Artist, Explorer, and Master. And David, thank you so much for sharing 
you know, uh, uh, information about the uh, seven energies of the soul. And one thing I wanted to ask you about is, of course, you do a lot of, uh, you have the Grounded Sleep podcast. And we know we're in challenging times. Many people are having restless sleep, sleepless nights. Why is sleep so important? Can you give us a tip about that before you take us through a meditation? Sure. Yeah. And this, my sleep content is actually always the most popular because most people have a hard time falling asleep. And so uh, my podcast is not by any means rocket science. It's me uh, guiding meditations, guiding you to sleep, and sometimes boring you to sleep with some average stories, whatever it'll get you knocked out. But the one tip that I do like to share with sleep is I think it's important to actually try to fall asleep consciously. So not knock ourselves out, but go to sleep like we're crossing a sacred river, going mm. from the shore of awareness, from the, our wake state to our sleep state or our dream state. And so that's a sacred path we travel every night there and back. And it might be a very similar path that we travel at death, except we don't come back. So perhaps every night we kind of die and then get reborn in the morning back into our bodies. And so if we look at it that way, that is a very sacred space. Maybe we go talk to our ancestors or our loved ones who have passed away in our sleep, or we get creative. You know, there's a lot happening in that space when the body is asleep. So if we can approach it with some sacredness, I think we're going to get better, deeper sleep, and also derive something special out of that sleep when we wake up. You know, maybe you wake up with an amazing new idea, creative thought or love or gratitude for someone. So uh, more than just, I need my rest so I can go to work. Uh, yeah. so, so you yes. shift that mindset that uh, you're really reincarnating every morning. And it's a beautiful space to go in and out of consciously. You know, you have a meditation about calling ourselves back to ourselves, those fragmented pieces, energies that we've given away to others. I just love that meditation. Yes. It's so meaningful, and it brings to mind what you've talked about with the excess and bringing things back in balance. And I know for me, when I get into that deep sleep, uh, I, I get answers, and, you know, there's so much revelation, so it's so you know, meaningful to have that deep sleep. So we have to have you back on the show to talk more about that. But let's get into your meditation. Can you tell us about it and what we need to do to prepare? Sure. And I'm happy to come back on the show and put you Thank all to you. sleep. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> the engineer as well. There's no commercial break. Energize us. Yeah. The engineer is snoring. There's no breaks. <laughs> Everyone's knocked out. Well, it's working. Your calm presence. <laughs> Our most boring guest ever is here again. <laughs> so um, I'm happy to share some tips on meditation and then actually take us into a short one, if you like. Sure. And, and so very simply, and we could just kind of start, first thing we always do is bring some more awareness to our bodies because most of the time we're just in our heads. And it's okay to be in our heads. It's, it's a sacred space, that center, that temple behind our temples. But we also are in this beautiful, special body that took billions of years of evolution to form that's made up of trillions upon trillions of, of atoms, particles, quantum fluctuations of energy. We have no idea the universe is inside of our own bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, who knows? It could be infinite going down and in. And so saying hello to this sacred space that is the body. And just by doing that, you might even notice some tension release. And you can imagine, you can close your eyes and just imagine, you know, when you drop uh, something into a pond, a still pond, and then there's these concentric circles of water that go out, you can almost like touch the top of your head with a finger, with your hand, and then imagine you've, you're just dropping the intention of stillness and of relaxation to down through the top of your head and then let it reverberate down and out all the way through your whole being through your whole body down to your toes and out your fingertips like a like a wave of calmness can go from the top of your head all the way through your body down 
down to your feet. It's just a nice, easy, soft wave of relaxation overcomes you. And then as that relaxation starts to settle in, I want you to notice that there is a kind of stillness that was here the whole our whole conversation. It's been here all day. It's been here your whole life. It's the silence underneath all sound and the stillness behind all movement. It can't go anywhere. It has no color, shape, taste, smell, form. And yet, there it is. And, and so under the noise, under the feelings, there's a stillness. We can call it the ground of our being, and it's always here. So at the beginning of meditation, we want to tap back into that. It's always here, no matter how. It could be the noisiest day in your mind you've ever had, and it's still here. Mm, yes, that's so beautiful. So yeah. listeners can tune back in and hear that. And I think we do have a link to your meditation, Good Morning Meditation, that's linked to the show episode. So listeners, okay. I know are going to tune back in to hear that. Tell us about your, your book and how we can access it. Sure. So um, when you're not sitting in total silence and stillness and you want to read something, <laughs> uh, you could, you know, Amazon is probably the easiest way. And uh, there is an audiobook version as well. I'm sure some mm. of my students just use it for sleep, and that's fine. I, uh, I did have a student actually yesterday message me. She was on a 17 hour flight to Bali, and she said she listened twice. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, well, I got to get your book from <laughs> my journey. Uh, <laughs> I think once is enough, but you know, uh, so you could find it there. And then I, I've been releasing free meditations to go along with the book. So there's meditations for each energy of the soul that I email out to my email list. And I also have it, have them on the uh, meditation school app, which you could uh, download, you know, on your phone from the app store, Android or iPhone. And there's uh, a lot of free content on there to help you get going. Wow, that is amazing. And how can the listeners actually connect with you? Uh, sure. Um, you can, you know, I don't respond to email really. Yes, <laughs> so that, yes, I can imagine. That wouldn't be the way. <laughs> you know, the most intimate connection would be one day to come on a retreat with me. Me and you mm. earlier were talking about, uh, I'm taking a group next year to Nepal. I'm taking a group this summer to Montana. That's a lovely way to connect. Uh, and then mm, I take messages on Instagram a little bit. And also uh, there's an app I teach on called Insight Timer. It's the world's most used uh, meditation app. And there's a chat uh, there. And I do get a lot of messages from students there. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, wow. Well, thank you, David, for enlightening us today on the seven energies of the soul and the importance of living in balance and understanding the practice of meditation. These are such valuable and practical teachings that can be incorporated, but as uh, David indicated, connecting to someone to teach you the way is so important. So connect with David to go deeper. So we thank you so much for all that you've shared today and the generosity of your, your gifts, exercises, meditations. And uh, uh, we really uh, are delighted and hope that you will join us back on Love Light. Thank you, Jean. It's been my pleasure. All right. So listeners can tune back in to this show on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen to David's meditation. And we do have a good morning uh, meditation practice of David's that's linked to this show. So tune in and share it with others. Uh, tune in next week for our show, Pandemic Mental Health Issues and Consciousness with Dr. Millie Derricks from Mexico. Visit the blog page of my website for your weekly love practice exercise at www.jeanfarishjourney.com and additional resources on my website, Dr. Jean Marie Farish, consciousloving.com. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. As quoted by Rumi, life is balance of holding on and letting go. Stay in harmony with yourself and the world around you. 
a great quote by Marcus Aurelius, he who lives in harmony with himself lives in harmony with the universe. Know that you are the master of your life. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.